feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Well, I've been kissed by a rose on a grave. Today we are reviewing uh, the Showtime series Yellow Jackets Season 1. You might go, what? This is a movie podcast. Yeah, well, everything's closed in Ontario and we do review TV sometimes. Usually it's tangentially attached to some sort of film property, whether it's the MCU, Star Wars, uh, Cobra Kai, um, Mighty Ducks, you know, that kind of thing, or from a, a, a big director that, uh, you know, a filmmaker that we love, but you know what, Eric and I have been watching yellow jackets and we wanted to fucking talk about it because everybody's got, been watching. I it. know I got hooked. Uh, Nevis got hooked. Eric got hooked. Uh, everyone's gotten hooked. So, um, we want to do a full review of the first season of yellow jackets. Uh, I think we're going to go full spoilers. Cause I mean, it's out now um the whole season's out it's not like one of our uh pre-release reviews where we kind of have to be afraid of spoilers and i think we'll have a better conversation being able to talk about the entire first season and what happened and where we think the series will go and 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 things like that so just fair warning if you haven't watched yellow jackets yet i think quick thoughts eric we can give our quick thoughts for people um spoiler free um i think it's definitely worth your time um, I got completely addicted. I think it's nasty and disturbing, um, uh, has great characters and, uh, great mysteries. Uh, I think I would have maybe loved it even more if it was a mini series and just wrapped everything up nicely in one really, really tight season. I am a little bit worried about it. Kind of just extending the story for extending its sake, but we'll go deeper into that in a sec. But, uh, I definitely think it's worth your time and was, um, one of the more addicting watches, uh, in recent memory where I was craving that next episode. And while everything didn't work, um, I still think it is absolutely worth your time. Some great character actors giving some great performances. Uh, I love the editing, which I'll get into and, and things like that, but, uh, spoiler free. I think it's definitely worth your time to give the first season a shot. I agree. And we've talked about this on the show um, a couple of times where, you know, it's sometimes more interesting to watch a show unfold on a weekly basis than just simply binge watching. And I think this series benefits quite a bit from the week by week release of a new episode where if this were to premiere on Netflix per se and have all 10 episodes available at once, there would be that kind of, you know, that weekend that, that maybe the month in as a whole where people are, are watching it and catching up to it and, and talking about it, but then it kind of would, you know, run its course and people would move on to the next thing or forget about it. It'd be more disposable, but because it was this weekly thing that kind of built word of mouth. It wasn't really even marketed that much. I mean, uh, we're, we're not TV guys in general, unless, you know, it is related to a film or, you know, a, a, a big director um, is attached to it. Um, so, 
you know, like we came to it, at least I did, was through you and through Twitter and social media kind of talking about it and, you know, hearing comparisons to things like Lost and even, you know, survival thrillers, uh, whether they be The Grey or Alive or things like that or The Revenant and and sort of looking at looking at it from that point of view. Um so going into it, I was thinking, okay, is this going to be sort of almost like something like Big Little Lies or or as I like to call it, Big Little Alive? Um, but then it kind of turns into a really interesting show about survival guilt, but also it has this supernatural kind of sprinkling throughout that kind of is like uh, hinting at maybe there's something more to this and maybe there's not um yes we both realize that the showrunners their 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 idea for this was going to be five seasons like they they've specified. i did not know that going in but that's fair yeah so it, it's the idea is that it's a five season arc for these characters in this sort of world that they've created but to your point, and I think that this would have benefited so much more if it was a miniseries and whether it, it was 10 episodes or, or or a little bit longer to kind of mm-hmm. conclude 13 it. 13 or something, yeah. I think the biggest problem with this, and we'll go into kind of details with the series as a whole, but the world that it's created in the both past and present tense is a bit of a, a a divide. I think the stuff that happens in the past when we're learning about the characters in the survival situation, because the storyline is that you have a group of um, high school students who are national soccer champions going to this championship game and they fly out. And this takes place in 1996. And, them crash landing in in Ontario in the Ontario wilderness specifically and being stranded and having to fend for themselves for a year and a half and then it kind of connecting or intersecting with the present day taking place in 2021 25 years later and the survivors of the crash going on with their lives but still carrying the trauma of the past 25 years and something's coming back to haunt them in ways that they're not expecting it to and sort of manifesting themselves in, in, in other ways in their lives with the survivors. So the stuff in the present isn't as interesting, but it's also doing this weird thing where it's doing like the reverse Hitchcock thing of like the surprise or suspense, you know, like, when you see a Hitchcock character in a scene and you as the audience know something is happening, like seeing the bomb under the table or, or under the chair, you know what's going on, but the character doesn't. And that creates the surprise or the suspense or the tension in, mm-hmm. in the building of it. But because the characters know what happened 25 years earlier, it becomes this big media kind of frenzy and everybody knows it the the person that is most surprised or shocked by any revelations or big reveals is you and not them the characters mm-hmm. in the situation and i think that kind of hurts 
the storytelling a little bit. And it also does feel quite drawn out at times. Like any one episode feels like there's maybe one or two really kind of juicy moments to kind of chew on. And then everything else kind of feels like it's a bridge to the next episode or it's kind of, you know, giving you little bits to kind of work your way up to the next big reveal, but it all is all very drawn out, but it's still addictive in watching it because I felt myself still captivated enough, captivated by the material to tune in to the next episode each and every week. And that's good TV. And, and I'm glad to hear that you said that they have like a five season plan. Cause like, that's the criticism. I mean, the comparisons to Lost, I think, are are fair uh, with this show. Um, I think one of the things we worried about that it's not like Lost, where you know you're getting 22 episode seasons with no end in sight, and there's the Jack Tattoo episode, or, or you know, there's going to be an episode of them in the woods where they, you know, they find a soccer ball and 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 play that uh, the whole time or something. Um, I'm getting a phone call. Great, um, but I don't know i'm sorry about that um i don't know like i i yeah i'm a little torn on it as a whole i still think i'm eagerly anticipating the second season um uh and we'll get kind of uh into that in a sec so yeah i definitely think it's worth a watch um i uh I am glad to hear that they have an end game or like an end in sight. I think maybe five seasons is, is pushing it depending on what we got out of this. And I have no idea where they would go for five seasons of content, but we'll talk about that. So uh, let's get into spoiler territory. Um, Cause I really feel like that's where we'll get into the kind of meat uh, and potatoes of things. So or in the meat of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is just... definitely one of those shows or like any, any show or movie that makes you question whether or not you're uh, you should go vegan or vegetarian. Um, especially with how heightened the sound design is and some of the visuals in that first episode, because the first episode, what it does is it works in this weird kind of flashback within a flashback where you're introduced to, and this is why I originally thought watching this, this was a mini series. I didn't realize until the end of the episode and then looking it up online Mm -hmm. that it was actually a series because the way that it's, I, I think I was in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. The way it introduces sort of the lurid quality of what the show is, which is, um, survivalism at its sort of most primal which is you know this group of of high school soccer players turning into cannibals and eating each other you see that in that opening scene and sort of like a trap being set and you think okay like this is what this is where we'll get by the end of the yeah. series right or the well, season i thought <laughs> yeah or, or or that that's what i mean like when i thought Sorry, it was yeah, like a mini a series yeah. like that's where we'll get like we'll we'll see everything kind of like come full circle because that's usually how these kind of like foreshadowing scenes kind of work right but no then it kind of sets it up like almost like big little lies where you're thinking like you're getting like this documentary-esque sort of present day like oh do you remember what happened to these people and and this flight and this 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 school and then you get interviews with people that you know talk about their 
you know, where were they when that, when it happened or like, you know, after the aftermath and like what life was like for them coming back and into reintegrating into society. And it almost does have like this weird sort of faux documentary style to it. And then that's kind of dropped because you're introduced to a few of the present day characters that you'll be following throughout um, the run of this season, you know, with Natalie, Shauna and Taisa and, each one of those characters kind of going their own way after the events that took place 25 years later and how they've all kind of gone on their own paths and have their own lives and also how they're kind of struggling still with the events that took place in the wilderness and what they did and what they feel they have done to other people and themselves and sort of their careers and lives and all that kind of inner mixing. And and what I think is the best stuff of this film is again, the past mm-hmm. tense stuff, because as it's happening in almost like a real time thing to the younger versions of these characters, it's more of a surprise to them as well. And so yeah. you're kind of, you're, you're as shocked and surprised by what's happening as they are, where when things are kind of presented to you in the present day, it's just withholding information. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of almost like, okay, well, when you get this reveal that this character, like at the end of, of, of this, I'm going to jump right to the, we're in full spoilers. So do whatever you want. Yeah. The end of the season where we find out that Lottie who becomes kind of almost like this cult leader because mm-hmm. again when you take the societal aspects out of of you know people and and you give them little hope and then you know magical thinking kind of comes into play and then again like the show is hinting that there is maybe some supernatural stuff yeah there, but whether it might lottie not can be. talk to the devil or something i don't know yeah and so lottie still being alive is something that probably all the characters in the present day already Knew. know yeah but we don't not until the end of the episode when uh, you know, so like, why wouldn't they bring it up before? Exactly, right? like, like, or or like, are there other people that survived this? Like, who I, who survived and yeah, who didn't? Because the only person you really know for sure that didn't survive is Jackie. But even then, I I, I was guessing the whole series going is Jackie alive because they don't, and I think they want you to think that because Jackie doesn't actually die. The younger Jackie, um, I guess there is no older Jackie, but we find out Jackie dies. Uh, in the final episode where she freezes to death. But I um, think like when, when Shauna played by Melanie Linsky and, and her husband go to played dinner. by Warren yeah. Cole, go to Lunch Jackie's parents place for uh, the, the birthday for Jackie's birthday. And it's like a yearly thing that they do. And it's kind of, again, a guilt trip for them uh, for, for those two characters specifically. And it's also interesting because, um, Jackie's parents reference that they're reading uh, Elena Ferranti and Elena Ferranti wrote The Lost Daughter and The Lost Daughter also goes back and forth between yeah. the past and present. So I feel like there is like a little bit of like a, a meta joke there. Similar with- editing too in both movies because like I liked the editing in that first episode. Sorry, we're jumping around a lot, but just to give a highlight yeah. to the editing because I felt like it did a really good job for me to go, Oh, that's the older person of that. Like just the way that they did those cuts of like, they would cut from the younger actress to the older actress in the present. And I'm with you where the, 
present day stuff wasn't as interesting and we'll go deeper into that. I just found the editing in that first episode when you find out who is alive in the present or whose stories we're following in the present and how they would intercut with their their past versions. I think, you know, it's a pretty classic way of of showing that, but I thought this show did a a really good job to set that all up. And to your point with Lottie and and you're making great points about the present day stuff where um it seems like these characters would, especially when they're trying to figure out the mystery of who's sending them these postcards and like who is doing this stuff, like why would they not bring up Lottie if they know that she escaped with them and she is alive? Unless they didn't know that, but or she stayed. But out then there. how? But then like, how would you like you you think that like that would have even been talked about because everybody sort of again knows what happened? Like it, it's it, like. Taisha, the character Taisha is running for for uh, state senator in in New Jersey, and like there's this whole sort of like smear campaign by the opposition, where like they use a photo of her eating ribs, and they're like, you there know, are like, rumors that they are cannibals. Like, yeah, there they were. Yeah. yeah, and so like again, you know, it's the show itself is withholding from you because the characters already know this in terms of what's going on in twenty twenty. Of who knows what and what rumors are out there and and who is alive and who's not. So I, I'm totally with you that all of the present day storylines um, never really hooked me. Like I guess I was sort of interested of like who was blackmailing them and stuff like that, or who knows what. And then you have the whole side plot with the fake journalist looking into them who was hired by Taisa and then is kidnapped by, um, um Christina by Ricci's Misty, who Sam, again yeah. is another one of the survivors, but she isn't really like, of, uh, like, she wasn't on the team. She was like the helper and she was the weird one they didn't like and things yeah, like that. Yeah, she was kind of on the on the outside of that group. She was like the nerdy, nerdy girl who was with all the athletes and like and she was an outcast a little bit. But, but then she becomes and that's I think that's the thing I like the most yeah. about this show is the way and this is I mean this is the other uh sort of main comparison that this show has gotten is it's Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Where and what makes Lord of the Flies and what works here with the survival thriller aspect is the change in social dynamic and how we see in the first couple of episodes, and it does it really well, where Jackie, the character Jackie, is somebody that is kind of in charge. Like she leader. is yeah. the alpha the captain. Yeah. yeah. And and like, you know, even the coach talks about like her being the one like you know you're maybe not the greatest player but you have the most influence over everybody else and then in, in also being the most affluent of of the group and then when they're in the survival situation you see that dynamic that power that she has slowly dissipating and going to people like misty because she has training in in you know uh first aid red, and, first yeah. aid and red cross and stuff like that and then you know, Jackie is somebody who doesn't really have much experience with the outdoors and the wilderness and sort of how her becoming kind of bitter and, and also angry and frustrated with the others and how the others are looking at her and kind of feeling like she's not chipping in and helping out. Um, it, like there's this interesting power dynamic and struggle that's going on. And even with, with, with the, the, the second coach where like, you're seeing the one kind of like adult of this group kind of having little or no power in sort of 
saying kind of like what happens and like he's almost basically sidelined which i think is really interesting because and is that because he loses his leg and he probably kind of loses some of his like i, I don't know yeah i masculinity I, I, or whatever I, I, well the, even that with the reveal yeah. that he's gay and that you know like that too yeah i i think like in and the way that you know the 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 women in this or the young girls in this are almost they're not emasculating him but but it, again like it's almost like okay well you know now we're in this situation we're outside of the social construct of what we're used to yeah so you know, the rules change and you see that happening slowly, but surely with every new episode as things continually break down, there's as much hope kind of comes in with like, you know, the, the, the rifle and, and sort of Natalie and Travis being the two characters that can sort of fire it and, 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 you know, gather food. There's the problem of that. They're, there's a lack of food, you know, there's, and it's getting close to winter. So Mm -hmm. things are becoming even more barren. And then, you know, the Shauna character having an affair with Jackie's boyfriend and getting pregnant before leaving and sort of how that complicates issues uh, even more. And again, you have um, rotisserie chicken, baby. (laughs) Yeah. You have this cabin out in the middle of the woods, which, you know, has a, uh, a dead sort of doomsday prepper type who killed himself. Yeah. But also again, is it, is there something supernatural there? And there's also this, you know, creepy, weird, um, no eye character like this man with no eyes that keeps popping up here and there and, and it's these almost symbols like that are all and, yeah. and sinister <laughs> yeah and there's all these like symbols out in the woods so I, i'm totally with you that that's supernatural stuff and that the, all, everything in the flashbacks and like part of me goes was it a good idea to start with the i think you needed a hook so i'm kind of okay with saying like yeah they start eating each other because then you're just waiting for like because I think what was most intriguing about the show, because I had no idea what it was about. Uh, I just knew it was about some girls who their plane crash and they have to survive in the in, in the wilderness. And, you know, you get that initial like, oh, oh, fuck, they're eating her. <laughs> like, oh, they just trapped this girl and, and they're eating her. And I'm like, holy shit, this show is way darker than I expected. And then it becomes way more violent and disturbing than I expected. I think some of the gore is really, really great and just intense and and disgusting um and then i think it was smart to kind of show that right away because i think the whole time i'm like how do these group of girls get to that point because they're all wearing basically like pelts and they uh the one leader has this big antler crown and they're all kind of sitting like eight or nine of them in this thing and they're doing like creepy uh, shit where they're sitting there and cooking this person and, and eating them. And like, then there are the teases of like, you know, the classic TV mystery stuff and the lost kind of elements of like the girl who falls in the uh, pit at the beginning that they eat was wearing the same necklace that Jackie gives um, Shauna that Shauna then gives back to Jackie. Right. So then the whole time you're wondering, Oh, that's, Jackie who's in there or was that Shauna or or whatever and then ultimately it's neither of them and then you're kind of going oh okay so there's more there and they were out there for a year and a half right and we've seen about probably four five months maybe like maybe half a year at the most like six months of the the flashback stuff because winter is just hitting and, and and things like that and like the show does such a good job of going okay I know they all become cannibals I know they get rescued 
Um, but I'm still so intrigued to see how they get there and who makes it to the end and who was part of this weird cult thing that is going on where they eat people. And like my thing there is that I assume that there is going to be like two different factions of the girls. Like they ultimately split off between Lottie's followers and people who are like, we're not going to eat people. <laughs> like, uh, like we can't do that. And maybe a few of them go off on their own. Cause it, it does look like it's, well, we, by the end of the season, we know Lottie, Misty and, um, the other is it yeah uh, Liv Hewison's uh, uh, Van character. Van yeah uh, so those three and we knew Van because she had the same shirt on because the girl who looks over the pit is wearing the same shirt Van wears throughout the season so people started to piece that stuff together and so they've left you with some intriguing mysteries and like I, I think you can tell by Eric and I talking that we haven't barely talked about the present day stuff where they're getting blackmailed by someone who's sending them postcards Sean is having an affair, affair with, uh, with an artist who also and she thinks her has husband a is having a background yeah and like you think that he might be involved in it and then like misty kidnaps the journalists person keeps that person in the basement who's actually a fixer for, for taisha yeah and yeah and then taisha's running for state senator and but all of that she's also is... tormenting her um son because right because she's having uh she you find out that she's sleepwalking and being creepy and she has weird visions when she's sleepwalking and like um so i like that supernatural eeriness that is throughout the whole series that sort of plays into the present day stuff but i just constantly found myself going like I don't really care if Shauna's husband's cheating on her or her daughter's kind of a brat or uh, if Taisa wins the state Senate or if, uh, you know, Misty is still a psychopath or, um, or that Natalie's gotten out of, uh, yeah, I think uh, Natalie's stuff is sort of more interesting with Travis and like sort of try to go into that and you find out Travis kills himself which you think that uh they think he was murdered because this symbols and candles and things like that so you know all of that was i think a very slow burn to the ultimate reveal that lottie is alive and is like the head of this cult or she continued it and so i mean my ongoing what i was thinking is like okay that we always knew that more than those three or four of them escaped right because they said some people were living off the grid or whatever they well travis is 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 that yeah. one character and then also the other tip off is that each episode seems to kind of be focused on a character in both past and present day but Very then you have an episode yeah. yeah and then you have an episode where you see lottie as a young is a basically a toddler and how this one moment this this how she's able to avoid a car accident because her parents are driving the car and she kind of causes a distraction. Like a premonition, doesn't she? Yeah. Know? And yeah. so like that kind of gives you a hint, I think to say like, Oh, this character is going to have more meaning overall with the show and not just kind of be like the kind of like weird religious zealous kind of type, because like another, like uh, the, the thing that I love about, that trope as well and and the thing that's coming to mind that i think of is is the mist where you have all those characters kind of in this this grocery store and you know logic and communication at first is being put into place 
But then as soon as you introduce a supernatural element, it doesn't even have to be a survival element, but like a supernatural kind of component that's threatening these characters. And then you have someone like Marsha, you know, Marsha Gay Harden's sort of religious. It's just she's a complete asshole um, take over and, and convince enough people that this is biblical or supernatural based and that you know the lord will be your savior and the more people you can convince to get on your side it shows you like you know there's that again power dynamic and shift and 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 how you can prey upon people's fear of the unknown and not being able to explain things and mm-hmm. and i think that that is again where this show ultimately leads in that final episode where you're seeing this rift between this group and and how you know over the course of however long this is you know four or five months before winter starts kind of kicking in how you know civilized individuals who are going on this trip to play a soccer match which seems trivial in you know the big picture becomes something so horrific and 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 again like reverts back to like this primal sort of instinct of just doing whatever you have to to survive and not really thinking about the consequences of your actions yeah I think that's what's most intriguing. And then uh, in the final episode, we also get the reveal that like Thaisa uh, like sacrificed the family dog as well as um, did some other creepy shit. And that seems like they're alluding to that. She, she won. <laughs> she won the Senate race by like a small margin because she prayed to this demon or whatever um, they're doing. And um, who the hell is calling me? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely like, man, I, I think I would have preferred this as a mini series. I will say like, I think there are some great performances from some great, you know, character actors like Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis and Melanie Linsky and uh, Tawny Cypress, uh, uh, as the adult versions of these characters. I think they're all great. Even if I wasn't as interested in their plot lines as their younger versions of them and then all the younger women in the show like uh sophie nelise and jasmine savoy brown who's in the recent scream movie i think that just came out as well which we haven't seen yet but, and was in the leftovers and um, the leftovers which, which there are no watched. leftovers in the woods no um <laughs> but all of the young women are great the young men and in sophie the show, thatcher like, as yeah. well who we talked a little bit on the, on the regular show appearing in the book of boba fett yeah. as well um it's yeah it's it's a really good cast and and to your point like even though the present day stuff is the weakest it's really great to see melanie linsky um get a lead role and really kind of show an incredible range of what she has as an actor and she's been around for so long like thinking about like peter jackson's heavenly creatures which was you know a mid to late 90s kind of art house film that really kind of catapulted kate winslet's career you know she's been working for so long and like thinking like even you know more recently with uh both uh don't look up and up in the air and thinking like you know she just continues to to work and give really good performances and do a wide range of of sort of genres and and christina ricci i think 
you can tell is having a blast playing Misty and sort of like I made a joke on Twitter that the true villain of this whole thing is Andrew Lloyd Webber because every time <laughs> yeah. that you're with that character, Mr. <laughs> they're playing. It's either you know Phantom of the Opera or Cats, and like her interest in show tunes is almost very sinister. That she names her pet bird Caligula, like it's like, <laughs> like it's it, it it it's having fun with sort of the the theatrical elements of the show and kind yeah. of playing into the pulpy nature of it all and 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 i can really appreciate that but i'm also still wary with like how far is this going to like extend and, and like are we going to draw this thing out until like what what is the end i don't know where here? it can go because like how quickly do they get to cannibalism in the in the past i guess yeah where does this lottie as a cult leader still i guess still a cannibal still a cult leader maybe involved in travis's murder kind of maybe she's trying to take out the other yellow jackets but then you see that misty was on her side in the past um, but then now thaisa is the one possibly praying to this demon or or to lottie or whoever in the present to win and then she has that sinister smile is just like I have no idea where the show is going. And I guess that's kind of intriguing, but then um, I just can't fathom it being spread out over four more seasons, especially kind I guess like we don't know when that scene takes place of them eating the girl in the beginning. Right. Right. Like we don't know if that's near what, like they've been doing it for a while. Is that the first person they kill and eat? Is it like, you know, it looks like the first person they're going to kill and eat was the coach at one point. Cause like they were leading to Travis doing it. And there's that weird orgy stuff. And like, um, they were going to kill him after they all do shrooms. Um, and like, I guess the show saying, don't do shrooms. You might want to eat someone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like there's weird that you might want to have an orgy and then eat someone. And then, um, don't play with your food. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, and I just how like nasty the show gets sometimes too. I appreciate it. you had some good genre filmmakers coming in, like Karen Kusama directing the pilot, uh, Deepa Mehta uh, directed uh, an episode. And then you have even um, someone like Eduardo Sanchez who directed the original Blair Witch Project come in and direct the finale. So you can kind of see the vibe that they're, they're going for. And other people came in uh, as well, but yeah, I'm really, I wish it was nicely tied up in like a nice bow in one season and then just been in and out, but I'm not against it continuing. It just kind of has to win me over um, where, you know, the first season, obviously Eric and I both really, really enjoyed it, but like, um, and obviously those comparisons to lost and those other survival things, well, even twin peaks, like, right? Twin like peaks the, like extent, the supernatural yeah. stuff. And like, even with the end of this season, like it almost reminds me of the end of season one of twin peaks where the cliffhanger was, you didn't get the reveal of who Laura's killer was, but instead you had, you know, Dale Cooper being shot and everybody wondering what was going to happen next. And then the second season was almost like, you know, David Lynch and, and Mark Frost were like, oh, we didn't really think that this was going to continue. And so now we have to continue into season two and kind of write stuff and extend stuff and, and over explain everything. And I feel like even though like the idea behind this is like, OK, it's five seasons, but winter's already hit. So 
are you going to have like season four and five where the past versions are reacclimatizing back into or yeah climatizing back into society and like is that going to be a thing like again lost where you have some of the characters get off the island and sort of go back into daily life stay like that's what i mean like maybe they don't know lottie's alive like maybe lottie did stay and she was part of that one group that liked living out in the woods but then if the other women went who would you hunt i know they eat a bear at one point like because Lottie, and that scene's not great because you know, of, like CG's the way bad. that it's composited <laughs> yeah, yeah is but, really but i understand i understand both the budgetary restrictions for that and also the safety precautions for doing sure. that as well but it it doesn't look great like that is one of the few moments in the series where it's kind of like okay like maybe there was a better way to do this or cut around it a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. So, uh, yeah. And I think my biggest issue is that I don't know what this season's arc was, right? Like it's a a similar complaint that I have to Dune part one where, and I know television is an ongoing format, especially when something isn't a mini series. Um, but I do feel like each season of a show kind of still needs to have a beginning, a middle and an end. And then you're supposed to leave questions for the seasons moving forward. And I guess you do have that because you have the whole uh, Shauna and Jackie storyline in the past, which I guess was the biggest one you have, I guess the Lottie stuff that they were teasing uh, Misty's stuff that they were teasing. And then in the present you have the Travis stuff, the Senate race, and the uh affair so i guess you tied up those and 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 finished them but like i, I don't know it, it it never felt like this season had a complete arc if that makes sense like it right just... i think i think that i think the arc overall like is probably this almost feels like like again i said that like in each episode you kind of follow one of the characters but it does feel like it, it is Melanie Linsky's season where like it is really a lot of it is from Shauna's perspective, both past and present and sort of introducing the world and like, like her, her, her diary that she writes in those journals that she has where she keeps them in her safe is basically like almost like the, the, the key to all of this that, you know, everything that's written in there is an account of what happened she knows what happens. Her husband knows what happened. You know, the characters that are still alive know what happened. The rest of the world has an idea of what happened because it was so sensationalized and, and caught it up in the media. But we don't know everything yet. And we're being given pieces of the puzzle, but not the whole thing. And so our reaction is more sort of energized than theirs are because they're worrying about you know like shauna's worrying about the blackmail thing but also now having an affair and that her husband's having an affair um there's a great moment where her husband is more sort of surprised that book club doesn't exist than (laughs) anything else which is actually very some good humor in the show yeah it, it, it does have a very dark sense of humor and i think even in like the very obvious needle drops of nineties music that play, like it is wall to wall music. A lot of it as well, which I was, wasn't expecting at first, because again, like you think like a show that takes place in the middle of nowhere for the most part, that's very isolated in the has past. supernatural elements, <laughs> but it still has like a lot of like 
music that you would expect like was popular in you know 96 but in the 90s in general and um yeah i think i think it is like picking up a paperback novel before getting on a plane and watching or reading that before book that plane you, crashes before, and yeah, before yeah. you eat your friends <laughs> yeah and eating magic mushrooms but it but it has that kind of pulpy quality where it's like i think it's i think it's a really fun show yeah. but i'm also I also think that like it works the best as a weekly series because like I kind of came into it late. So I watched like five or six episodes before kind Same of like getting yeah. caught up with like and watching it in real time. But I felt like watching it in kind of like three or four episode sittings or three episode sittings it wasn't the same as karate as, as Cobra Kai or with like that sure. series because that feels like you can just keep watching it where this, I kind of got my fill of it after like two episodes. And you almost needed time to decompress and think about the episode. Yeah. And then I like, and a show with this that has mysteries and, and is withholding information. It is fun week to week to see people tweet about it or talk to one another or the theories that are out online. Like there's some wild stuff that people think, uh, based on the visual cues that they we've gotten, like the necklace or the the girl's hair in that opening scene doesn't look like anyone that is with them right now. So some people think that that might even be a flash forward and that part of Lottie's cult is like recreating events that happened in the woods and stuff like in the present and stuff like that. And um I don't know. Like, I'm really, uh, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I have no idea where it goes, though. Like, uh, the other little threads that we got in that final episode were um, Shauna's daughter kind of knows that that guy went missing because he was reported missing right away, um, that they kill. We didn't even go over that. That they, Shauna ends up killing him by accident, thinking that he was involved, and then he might not have been involved. And then they all cut up his body and dispose of his body. And it's got that, it's got, very, it's got that very bad yeah, things kind yeah. of like vibe to it where like, that's when, again, they bring in Christina Ricci's Misty because she kind of has this She's morbid sociopath of the group. Yeah. And, and I actually, again, like it was really fun watching that performance because it's very cartoonish, but like, I know you just watched Dexter Newblood, but I yeah. almost feel like Christina Ricci is like doing her own version of, of Dexter in this case. So it's. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so that's where do you see it well. going? Like, what, I, like, honestly, I, I see them and I, and I, I don't want to like, you know, like create that narrative for myself. And, but yeah. if I were, if I were guessing, I would say that like, you're going to get the next season where you're going to have Lottie play a huge part of it. And to the point where she probably will be like maybe the fourth main character yeah they'll cast someone as adult lottie yeah yeah and and sort of like it'll be from her perspective in a couple of episodes and then maybe we'll get more of like okay if there are are there survivors that made it out of that situation maybe they're a part of the cult as well um and we'll probably like that's the other thing like I, i'm sure like like with the the next season we'll get like more into like okay maybe a couple other characters die because in this season we get um a couple characters deaths like we get the one religious girl who dies and like that's kind of definitive definitive and then jackie dies by freezing to death and i actually even thought that that was kind of do they eat jackie probably right or not well, maybe not 
maybe they just or maybe they're not at that point yet like but maybe they could i don't know i mean like again we're not we're not there um but I could see that kind of being debated in the next episode or, or episode 11 of season two, where like they're, they're talking about like, okay, well she's dead. So, and we don't have any food. Like maybe th- that'll be the tipping point. Maybe that is like the, and I do think like, you're going to see a divide in the girls yeah. and, or the people who are, are there. Like, I actually think you'll see Travis and Juliet Lewis, um, Sorry, the younger version of her. What's the actress? Uh, Sophie name? Thatcher. Yeah, Sophie Thatcher, and like I, I feel like they'll be on the side that doesn't eat people, or like, yeah. and that are on the other side of things. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. And then where the the present day stuff goes with the daughter and and the Senate thing. It's like is Thais a part of this cult, and now she's running. <laughs> she's a senator (laughs) or maybe she's not a part of the cult but she kind of picked up on stuff when she was in the woods and is doing her own thing because it seems like when you're a part of a cult you're basically trying to you know work as a unit or 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 serve a a a cult leader where this seems like she's serving her own purpose but using the supernatural aspects that maybe she picked up when she was in the forest and from Lottie to kind yeah. of benefit herself. That's true. Cause we do see like nine of them in that opening sequence, all with like the, you know, and we know Misty and, and, and Van are two of the three and Lottie being one of them, but then there are five others that are with them. So like, do they all just go that way? Cause then the five others would be, you know, Shauna, Taisa, um uh nat and you know the coach doesn't look anywhere around he's he's getting eaten for sure oh yeah he's done (laughs) yeah he's absolutely getting eaten but i can't travis's brother like what's going on yeah because he's missing right because of the shroom trip um but then i'm trying to think of who else would even be there because laura lee's dead there's mari is alive um but that's why I think that scene, there's something off there, right? Especially with the necklace and, and things like that. So um, I don't know. We got four more seasons of it. I'm definitely intrigued to see where it goes. Um, even if I had issues with this first season, it was still incredibly enjoyable and incredibly addicting. So um, Kiss from a Rose gets, gets two yeah. plays in this, yeah. two big plays. So 90s, Seal's man. collecting that. that uh, We're getting a lot of shows check. that are taking place in the in the 90s lately because um, we have Pam and Tommy coming up and um, I'm all for it. But um, the well, even Resident Evil, Welcome yeah. to Raccoon City in 98, yeah. right? All the needle drops have been a lot of fun in these shows. So are we going to rate this? I guess we are, right? Yeah, or, I, yeah. I would give it a four out of five. I I, yeah. I think it's, it's a fun show. It it kind of passes the time and there's enough intrigue to kind of keep you going through the whole season. Um, I just hope it doesn't run out of steam before it gets to its final destination, which um, would be disappointing because it does have enough there to keep you going and to sustain you for at least maybe one more season or two before I would say like, okay, like, like how are they going to keep this thing going because again like like are they going to spend time with the past 
versions of these characters sort after of after they get home. Yeah, like it's yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that you'd they... have to with five yeah. seasons. I don't know. So we'll see. I'm I'm curious. I'm also going to give it a four out of five. I think it's it's very very enjoyable. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like this, please go check out our other podcast, Untitled Movie Podcast, where we just put up our 111th episode. Uh, has a lot of nonsense, but I think it's a lot of fun nonsense. We also talk about. Uh, the history of the Jackass franchise. We also have our, you know, 22 most anticipated films of 2022, as well as our best films of last year episodes. You guys can check that out. We also have reviews for The After Party and Peacemaker, the first three episodes of both those shows, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and much more over on the Reviews channel. And we also put up a conversation about our thoughts on the Moon Knight trailer, um, as well as where we think the MCU is headed, uh, which is a conversation I love revisiting. So go check that out out on the conversations channel if you want a one-stop shop for everything just head over to our letterbox which is untitled underscore movies we'll have links to the conversation the reviews the main show over on letterbox it's probably your easiest spot um, for all of that stuff um, so as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can find me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Gotta keep them separated. Bow, 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 bow.